Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, how to effectively use HR. Chapter two, involve HR early. Here we go. This is chapter two in our series of how to use uh, HR effectively, and and uh, I guess we have. I'll apologize for Mark. He wanted to, uh, yeah, there he you wanted go. To, if you've been listening a while, you, you know he said he hates HR. Of course, he's wrong. He, he said it for the right reason, but it came out completely wrong. So we're trying. We're yeah, resolving some of the that oversimplification. Stuff here. Was I hate HR because so much of HR is bad because it's not supportive, and yet. I should, what I should have said was, I don't hate HR, I love HR, but I hate bad HR because it's so important when the stuff hits the fan, and there was a lot of bad HR. And a big part of that is managers not doing what they're supposed to, doing, they're supposed to do. The reason HR is so dogmatic about things is because managers put the company in a pinch, and HR has to often solve the problem for a manager who hasn't done what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and look, just, they can't do without the right inputs. They can't produce great outputs, right? It's just like any other support. Yeah. An IT organization can't create great software if they don't have the requirements from right. the user. HR's no, HR is no different. The managers yeah. have a responsibility to get involved with HR and have a relationship with HR. Right. So we've talked about you know creating a relationship with HR right. in chapter one. Chapter two is you got to get HR involved early. Yep. Yeah, you made the point about HR being like doctors, right? I, I pointed out wellness and preventativeness, and you said, look, if you wait too long, it's surgery rather than something else. People avoid going to doctors when they suspect they have a problem. Many people do. I know it's certainly true of dentists. I, I, don't, I don't know that many people who actually say, I'm afraid of the doctor. But there are people who are afraid of the dentist. Yes, uh, now, there may, be, there may be thousands, millions of people who are afraid of doctors and, and standard general checkup exams and so on. But I don't know anybody who said it to me, whereas dentists, oh, same. I hate the dentist, I scared a dentist, I have to have gas, I can't let him touch my mouth, and so on. Well, if that's the case, if you delay and delay and delay because of your fear, when it finally becomes a problem, it's a self-filling prophecy because, oh, they need to do a root canal, or, oh, that tooth needs to come out, or, oh, you need a bridge and you're going to lose those teeth for the rest of your life, unless you're willing to spend a lot of money on prosthodontics. Yeah, I, right? think that, I think there's another issue here in terms of people's willingness to go to HR early is they see HR is enforcing the rules and they're afraid that if they go to HR that they're going to be in trouble. If they go early, they're potentially exposing themselves to trouble as right. a manager versus seeing HR as a partner. And I hate the term he's talking no, about. No, you can't say that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, But seeing HR as, as a service organization there to assist them. And yes. many of them are absolutely there. And you're much more likely to involve HR early if you have a relationship. But this guidance, Chapter 2, Involve HR Early, also works even if you don't have a relationship. Yeah. We're telling you folks, your natural tendency to say, oh, I don't want to get them involved. They're going to make it harder and so on. We respect that. We understand that you're feeling that. And it's wrong. It's better to talk to them early. We told the story about Danny and a guy who worked for her once. And she went to HR early in the process. I just wanted you to know, I'm not having success you know, this guy, he's going to be a problem for me. I'm doing my best. And they said, well, you know, you need a document. You need to do dot your I's and cross your T's. Well, Danny, of course, was already doing that. 
So then when she went to HR later, it was a fait accompli. She, they looked at their pile of stuff yeah. and said, we could have done this months ago. Right. Whereas she had involved them. And in fact, what they said was, well, just you, you got to do what you're supposed to do as a manager. Interestingly, though, they didn't tell her what tell to what do. what it was. They just said you need to do your management stuff to make sure that you're... You know, you're giving them clear feedback and so on. Yeah. But they did, couldn't tell her exactly But it turned how. out that one-on-one's feedback, coaching, delegate, were, were simply, <laughs> yeah. were the definition of what you yeah. want to do. And the beauty, and I just have, let's do a plug for the Trinity, since right now we're recording this, but downstairs in this hotel, Danny is delivering a conference. Let's just be clear that one-on-one's feedback, coaching, delegation, the Trinity, all will tend to deliver a lot better results for you and your team. And they will also improve the outcomes when something goes wrong. You will have the data, the information, the background, the details. And so when you go to HR, people are going to say, the people in HR are going to go, geez, you got it all. It helps not only when your people are doing great, it also helps when nothing you're able to do is able to pull somebody out of the tailspin they're in. And they're in a situation, they're they're in a jackpot where they're going to be in a lot of trouble and maybe they'll get fired. And you will then have HR support. Yeah. Now, to be clear, folks, for those who are career tools listeners who don't listen to manager tools, we're referring to the manager tools trinity so if you haven't listened to it you can yeah, go over point. to manage tools and, and have a listen yeah so people avoid going to hr and of course the classic story is they go to a party they meet somebody from hr at another company who has completely different rules and processes tell them a vague story that the hr person says well i think based on what you said i'd probably do this this and this and then they go back finally to their real hr person and says here's what i was told and the hr person at their company is like what are what? you talking about that's not our process and i don't even agree with that and look, HR people are internal experts. They want to be seen as experts. So when you suggest something that's not right, some of them are going to hammer you on it. Oh, gosh, don't do that. Oh, my gosh, that's wrong. That's wrong. They don't mean that it's morally wrong or that you'd be in trouble for doing that. It's just not the process that they recommend. But, of course, if you had a relationship, you'd probably know the process. And the, again, we didn't talk about this last time, but the great thing about a relationship means the resources that HR has are much easier to find when you need mm-hmm. them because of the relationship. Because you can call and say, hey, do you have this? Where is it? And rather than them sending you to a, a web page, they'll email you a PDF. Exactly. You're like, oh, good. I can print it out and read it uh, uh, tonight before I fall asleep. So when a problem is large enough to be a real problem and you want somebody fired at the last minute, if you've not done any of the preparatory work, HR is going to say, no, not so much. And this is where managers get the phrase, you can't fire anybody around Well, here. it's like going to the doctor when your arteries are all clogged up and you're getting ready to have a heart attack and saying, hey, make this go away. Well, well yeah. okay. come back. Okay. Come back a year ago. That's what <laughs> that I, managed, a doctor I talked to once said, come back a year ago. I said, what? He says, well, a year ago, we could have fixed this. Now it's different. We got to do something. Yeah, completely. Look, HR's role is to protect the company. You can't just have a pay raise because you got a bigger mortgage. HR says no because they've got salary bans, which help the company plan, protect the company in terms of its comp- competitive position in the marketplace. They enable some parity and so on. Believe it or not, pay bans protect companies from legal action sometimes between different groups doing the same job on different pay. If you want to stop HR saying no to you when you need something from them, First point, build a relationship. Second point, whether you have a relationship or not, involve them much earlier in the process. Look, HR has a legitimate point of view. If you want to fire somebody or if you want to pay raise, it's not wrong to say you haven't done your work or we can't just willingly give anybody a pay raise. That's it's completely yeah. legitimate. Now, if you disagree with that, folks, you're smoking crack and we're not going to be able to convince you. 
managers don't have total authority to do whatever the heck they want. There are limits. And Otherwise, we'd all be making a million dollars and we wouldn't yeah. have to do much. Well, right? for a short while we would anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Until we went out of business. There you go. A lot of the time when we see conflict between HR and other departments, it's because operations is focused on delivering their projects and they don't understand HR's role in protecting the company or for that matter, forget about protecting the company, supporting the people that are delivering on your project. If you know you're starting something, which could well end up as an HR issue, go talk to them about it in advance. Even if it's just, hey, I want to let you know, I've got a new person that was turfed over to me. They said, you, I, and I want you to know, I gather that there's been some stuff in the past. I'd love to know what you know about them. I didn't get a complete file. And I just want you to know I'm going to be coaching them because they're an underperformer. Right. And I'm guessing they'll be an underperformer here, although I'd be thrilled if they're not. Okay. Yeah, and it'd be great if you if you came prepared with some information. Show show them when you're one on one. Yeah. Show, walk them through the coaching you've done. Walk them through the feedback that you've provided them. Yeah. Give them give them as full a picture as possible, so then they can they can determine what the right resource or resources are to apply against the problem. Yeah. So look, here's here's an imaginary situation. Um, you want to go to some expensive training. I don't know. I don't know whether our thousand dollars. Effective manager conference for thousand dollars for effective communication conference. I don't know whether that qualifies as expensive. I don't absolutely think not. Absolutely is. not. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't think a thousand dollars a day is out of the question. <laughs> but let, let, whether it is or isn't, uh, if it is at your company, or let's say five thousand dollars is expensive, right? You talk to your, your boss about it. She says, "Yeah, sure, you can do that." Then you submit the HR form to say you're going to get you're going to, and you get an automated email back that says the train is not on a roster. Please choose from some of these others, which are nowhere near the one you really want to go to. Now, you're probably angry. And you're having to talk to an email address. May not have a person's name on it or may have do not reply. Training or, at training, you know, yeah. Acme Company. You don't really know that person. On the other hand, if you have a relationship with HR, your boss says it's okay. You walk down to the person's cube and you say, hey, I really want to go on this training. My boss approve it. It gets these benefits. I know it's not on the list. Can you give me some guidance on what to do next? Um, maybe the list is never broken, and that's the chances of that happening are virtually zero. Maybe it just takes an extra level of approval. And frankly, it, it's not wrong for the company to say that's not on the approved list, and it causes a lot of money to be saved by people avoiding going to really expensive training. Okay. And so you say, hey, look, what do I need to do? It's, oh, well, there's a guy who does the approvals. And I said, well, would you... If I send you an email, will you forward it on to him with a note that you're my HR guy? And I, I've talked to you about it. And then, you know, encourage him to listen to me for five minutes while I tell him. And maybe me and my boss will both send him an email. And then I'll go over and talk to him. And she, your HR person says, sure, I'll do that. And now, suddenly, you have a shot. As opposed to mm -hmm. no relationship, last minute, I've already booked my flights. What are you, nuts? What? The training's not approved. The bud training budget is not approved, but... You book flights now. You're in the. You're nobody in the would ever do that. Would anybody? Oh, no, no way. No, do that. no, nobody that I know. <laughs> no. yeah. um, and maybe that person has discretion. Okay. The more time you give them, the more discretion they have. At the last minute, if you're asking them, if you're using time against them, which if you come to them late in the process, by definition that you are, even if you didn't mean to, the less discretion people are willing to give you. They need to go get cover. If you've asked me for something special and I don't have that level of approval, but mm -hmm. I could approve it if my boss says it's okay, you've got to give me time to get to my boss. And if you're really smart, you want to give me enough time to get to my boss when he's in a good mood, which is not today. 
And so when you say to me, I've already booked my flights, I've got to make a decision today, I said, dude, my boss yeah. is out of town. I've got I no can't. degrees of freedom here. I, yeah. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I'm so the relationship helps, right? And then, by the way, if it's a relationship, if you're my HR guy, it's much easier to say, hey, by the way, sometime this year, I'm hoping to be able to get special approval, go to this special Stephen Covey training or this other training, whatever it is, or Gallup organization. They do some good management training. Uh, uh, Marcus Buckingham's work is really good. You know, maybe you want to go and maybe it's expensive. And, and so, I, or I, I want to go. And so I send you a note and say, look, I'm going to be working on this for the next few months. I just want to let you know. If you and I have a good relationship, you're, you're going to write back. And because I've involved you, you're going to write back. The dude who does that is actually not in New Jersey, let's say, where our offices are. He's in Wisconsin at headquarters. Say, so, okay, well, that's good to know because I'm going to Wisconsin at the end of February. Right. right. I'll stop by his office. I'll by find the way, out what the deal is. And by the way, here are some key points he's going to be asking you about. Yeah. Here are the buttons. Hey, don't push this button because yeah. as soon as you say that, you're not going. Yeah. The right? phrase, I really need it, is not actually a <laughs> motivational phrase for this guy. He wants to understand what the budget impact is and how you can make the budget up. That's, right. Look, I'll give up this budget or that budget in order to do this. Hey, and here's an example of something somebody else did who got approval for yeah. a special trade that's outside of our normal curriculum. Yeah. yeah. Time is not on your side when you want something special. As much as I'm sure some of the internal support mechanisms, support people will hate to hear it, but generally speaking... When you talk to HR, when you talk to finance, when you talk to accounts payable, uh, uh, when you talk to payroll, when you talk to IT, when you talk to legal, because you don't do that every week or every month, most of us anyway, by definition, there's some amount of speciality, of uniqueness in that interaction. Therefore, involving HR early reduces the danger that time is against you, and you can have a little bit more of a strategy. A good example of this, frankly, it's, it's not related to HR, but it's the same concept, which is the, our, our recommendations about pre-wire, that the mm. way to get something approved in a presentation is not by being bang on in the presentation, it's by doing work and advance the presentation. When you see a guy or gal give a fabulous presentation and everybody votes yes, it's not because the presentation was fabulous and they're just a super public speaker, it's because they talked to everybody in advance who was in the room, and they've already had their comments included. And so everybody knows that the presentation is to their liking. You, you see that little interaction during the, yeah. during the, the meeting itself. What you don't see is you know, yeah. the, all the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Just the fact that you can make a request, and the answer comes back yes or no, doesn't mean there's not 15 or 20 steps behind the scene that you never see to get to that yes or no. Yeah. right? And assuming that it's a quick, easy decision. Is, yeah. Yeah, As a general rule, folks... When somebody says the system won't allow it, what they're really saying is there's not a relationship strong enough to overcome the system. Uh, there it is. Uh-huh. That's what it boils down yeah. to. Doesn't mean it can't be done. No, it's not no, a relationship no. Strong enough Every to system has been broken or has been overruled or has been modified in given situations. They all are, right? Yeah. They all are. It's just a given. I remember telling a direct of mine once, take a week off. Well, I don't have a vacation. Well, who's going to get you in trouble? Me? I told you to take a week off. Take it off. Am I going to get paid? Sure, you're going to get paid. What if you get in trouble? I won't get in trouble. But if I do, it'll be me. What do you? Oh, I'm afraid you're going to get in trouble. Dude, you need a week off. Take a week off. There you right? go. The guy was in agony. He had, a, he had a wound that was bleeding. I'm like, you need to put your feet up. And you can't do that and sit here. Ah. I won't go into it. But it was messy. But, but like, dude, take a week off. It's fine. And he says, well, maybe I can get some medical. I'm, I'm not sure you're hearing me. Take a week off. And the reason I was able to do it is because I had relationships with the right people that I was able to leverage. And I was willing, if you're into the, the calculus of relationships, 
I was willing to, to draw down the emotional bank account that I had with those people to give me a little bit of leeway. Time is against you when you want something special. And as a general rule, these internal support people, because they don't see you every day, they see requests of yours, even if their standard request is somehow special because of the rarity of the relationship. Time is against you. The strength of your relationship is inverse to the likelihood of you getting what you want. And relationships really are the thing that can leap you over the system. And we hope you don't have to go around the system or ask for something special. But I don't know anybody who's never been in that situation. And if you can, if you can develop the relationship and then you can eliminate the time problem, right? Mike, I need something special. I need it in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Not so much. So involve HR early. Talk to them now. Yes. It increases ever so slightly the chance that they're going to say, well, you need to do X and Y and Z. But it's far better to know that now. Maybe it's only a small change from what you're doing. Maybe it's a big change. But if you're going to do X and they're recommending you do 3.5, which is 180 out from X. Right. You don't want to find that better. out six yeah. months from now. Yeah. And, now you, and then you have to go through another three-month process yeah. after you've been through six months of wasting your time. Yeah. So after you've developed the relationship or even if you haven't, involve them early. You will save energy and you will strengthen the relationship because so many other people are going to HR at the last minute and saying, I need some help and you need to help me right now. No, 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 no. They don't have any relationship. And HR's first response is no. Yeah. And the guy who talks to them early, the guy who talks to them early, okay, uh, you know, I, I, I can't guarantee it, but here's what I'd recommend you do. Well, they're invested in the problem, right? They've been, talk- yes. they've been talking to you, they've been coaching you, they've been guiding you, whatever. At least there's been a discussion for a period of time and they feel like they're part, they're part of it. If you go three months on a particular problem and then you come to them, they have no skin in the game at that point. Yeah. You're going to be the one manager. You do these, you do these first two chapters, and the third one, of course, is all about the Trinity, which we've already alluded to this time. If you do these, you're going to be the one manager that gets mentioned. Actually, you know, in an HR internal meeting, they're going to say, actually, there's a guy over there in finance. There's a guy over there in, in engineering. There's a guy over in operations. There's a guy in sales, Horseman or Ozan or whomever. Danny Martin, and they, they talk to us early, and sometimes they don't come back to us because they solve the problem, but they let us know, and it's way better. Oh, yeah. he's, a guy, he's a guy we need on the HR committee to revamp the training process, and now suddenly, yeah, it's some extra meetings, but now your voice gets to be heard about something that's going to affect the entire organization, and it gets you exposure to other people, usually more senior than you. Nothing wrong with that. Another way to extend your network. Yeah. They want people in their network, right? Their HR, their support organization, they want managers out there who are going to support the good work that they do. And here's an opportunity to be that yeah. for them by getting yeah. them involved and letting them assist. When we were in the, or- uh, in the Army, we used to get, if there was a chance that our orders were going to change, we, get, we got something called a warning order, right? Hey, by the way, your mission is this. Just want to let you know, things have changed on the battlefield. You know, there's a warning order here. More details to come. More details to come. Be aware of that. We're not changing your mission yet. You still have mission X. Prosecute the mission. And by the way, be aware that this could be happening. And if it's happening, if you have the ability to continue doing your mission and address that as well, you will. So that when that new mission comes down, you've already prepared as much as you possibly can for it within your existing mission. Same thing here. A little bit of advance notice, giving HR a warning order. Here's what's going on. I want you to know. Every once in a while, you get a little bit more guidance that you wish you hadn't had. But usually that guidance is going to be helpful, and it smooths the way later, particularly if three months later, there's a bit of a crunch. HR can't claim they weren't involved early on. That's right. Simple. Awesome. Thanks, friend. You bet, partner. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.